I think the first person I ever knew to be good, aside from my parents and siblings, who, let's be honest, I wouldn't even have really thought about that way at a young age, was my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Cook. Mrs. Cook had been teaching at my elementary school long enough that she taught some, if not all, of my siblings. She was the perfect kindy teacher. She had a really sweet high voice that sounded like music to a little kid's ears. She was kind and gentle and patient, and you could never imagine her raising her voice above a loud whisper. She dressed in bright but sensible colors. She pulled her hair up into a loose teacher-style bun, and she smelled good. That's it. That's all a five-year-old needs. There was a boy who started bugging me right from the get-go. It was my first real interaction with a kid who thrived on negative attention. I didn't understand it. I mean, how could I? But Mrs. Cook did. See, she didn't just take my side and scold him or even try to shelter me from him. She nurtured both of us in different ways for our different needs. But she got it. He wasn't bad, which I know for certain he got told a lot in his life. He was a kid who was testing and trying and coming from a place that was hard and challenging, and he was trying to find his way. Every single kindy in Mrs. Cook's class was good, because so was she. I'm Jenny B., and this is It Actually. This is It Actually. Take a sip and grab a seat. I was raised by good people. So what's my definition of good in this situation? Well, it's kind, generous, hardworking, selfless, humble. But I guess those seem to be pretty obvious when it comes to what we think of as good. And maybe even a little old-fashioned, because like everything in life, goodness changes. As a little girl, I couldn't possibly have known that later in life, goodness would include just simply being nice to a stranger or looking a person in the eye when you're speaking to them, or saying hello. Like, that's kind of where we're at, isn't it? But what about subtle things? The things that only we notice about specific people? Like heart stuff. When a person doesn't even think about opening the door for someone, or better yet, an older person. You know, they're mid-conversation with you and busy keeping stories straight, but at the same time, also totally paying attention to what's going on around them, And holding that door is just second nature, because that's the kind of person they are. You know what I mean? It's like the way someone quietly does something for someone. My last boyfriend was pretty stellar at this, just in general. But one thing really stands out, and truthfully, I kind of miss from time to time. It's going to sound maybe a little bit silly, or precious, and it's certainly not anything I ever expected, But it was one of those things that caught me off guard in its sweetness and simplicity. And then I was like, oh, this is really nice. So he used to give me my own personal turndown service. (laughs) Whether he was staying over or leaving after dinner, he would turn on the nightstand lights and pull back the sheets just right with fluffed up pillows and a love note left on top. I mean, come on, that's just good stuff. A few Fridays ago, I was invited to my neighbors across the street from me. She had extended an invitation to five women who live on our street, and we all gathered in her backyard, cozied up in comfy clothes with our drink of choice. Mine was tea with maple syrup whiskey, if anyone's interested. We're all very different women, but we also have a ton in common. 
Funny how you find that out once you start talking. We're all moms, two of us single, two of us rent our homes while the others own. Some of us have teenagers, the first of the group just left for university this year, and one has littles in JK and grade one. We talked about parenting and family and work and dating and tricky relationships with absent fathers. And then our host suggested that we all tell our personal story of how we ended up on our street and how we all individually met. As I listened to everyone's story, I felt so warm and fuzzy. Maybe a little bit whiskey, but also it was a reminder, first of all, to show up because I hadn't had the best day up until that point and it's all too easy to bail and trust me, I thought about it, so I'm glad that I didn't. But the other part of it was the one underlying thing that every single person mentioned when they were telling their story, the absolute blessing and joy of having good neighbors. And yeah, I'm talking borrowed cup of sugar and the exchanging of house keys, But it's more than that. It's looking out for one another and our kids. It's texting late at night or early in the morning for an impromptu porch meetup. It's dropping off fresh garden veggies or a box of donuts, just cause. Being one of the renters, I have no idea how much longer I'll be on this street. But trust me when I tell you, the absolute worst part of thinking about going is leaving the good people that I've been lucky enough to live beside for the last 13 years. My mom and dad were good people, as are all of my siblings. I'm lucky there too. I've certainly known a lot of dingbats in my life, but the good outweighs the meh, so I count my blessings on that. My sister and brother-in-law are exceptionally good people. They donate their time, their money, their home. They send my girls to camp, and they've helped us take vacations. They're not loud about it. They don't want praise for it. I like to call it quiet goodness. And this may seem a little odd to mention, but I don't know, it's always struck me as something that really stands out about my sister. She always shows up at funerals. (laughs) She does. When other people, and I include myself in part of this, can't find the time or don't want to do the long drive or just have an anxiety about going, she is right there. She meets, she greets, she has a story or two to share. She's a light in a dark place. She's the perfect funeral guest. (laughs) Not something she would have ever set out to be good at, but there it is. In fact, at our mom's funeral, I insisted that I stand next to her. For when someone came along that I didn't know or have much to say to, she would be right there glowing up the room, shaking hands and kissing babies and introducing me, or in a lot of cases, reintroducing me. And trust me, this makes her very good. I have a bunch of friends who also do quiet things. One in particular came to mind when I decided to make this episode. And actually, he's so quiet about it that I'm sure he's listening right now thinking, oh God, don't let it be me. But oh well, it is you. And I'm not going to mention any names, but his goodness is contagious. Not only does he send my girls gift cards from our local businesses for books and ice cream, He also does weekly drop-offs and donations to a woman's shelter in his town. He also helps to support a family who came here from Ukraine. And honestly, all of that is so amazing, of course. But you know what he does that makes him really good? He cares. He has a roster full of online friends that he talks with on social. They talk politics and sports and human connection. He checks in on friends who are struggling, but also on friends who may not even know they need to be checked in on. I'm sure that seems like nothing to him, but it's everything actually. 
Trust me, I'm one of those friends, so I know firsthand what good looks like. There's a bunch of online angels that I follow on social. I mean, there's so many really doing different things. Thank goodness for that. There's the good news feeds that are becoming more and more common. I love those. Accounts like Upworthy and the Good News Network. There's some good news hosted by John Krasinski right out of his dining room. I think we just need all of it. But there's three humans that I want to mention that I think you should check out. MD Motivator, Murph's Life, and Jimmy Darts. They are good humans doing exceptionally good things. They travel around in their city and in foreign countries giving out money and experiences, but also love and compassion and kindness. I've learned the stories of so many people, people that I'll never meet or would have never even known about without these accounts. Some people have lived really hard lives and some have simply fallen on hard times. And you know what's at the core of every single story I've seen? Humanity, goodness, and belief. The world is tough, but my undying hope and the thing that keeps me afloat most days, actually, is that we can all give and get goodness in this one life that we live. Hey there, it's Chris Wittenberg, and I'm the founder of Be Good to People, which is an apparel and lifestyle company that brings a lot of kindness to the world. And everything in our line is black and white because it's that simple. Here's the good story behind Be Good to People. The company was started entirely organically back in 2008. I was out running errands in our little mountain town here, and someone I think it was a woman did something to me super rude. I honestly don't remember what happened and who it was, but what I do remember very, very clearly is how I felt when I got back into my office and I literally stood in the middle of my office and said to my team, why can't people just be good to people? How hard is that? And the next thought in my mind and words out of my mouth, and I think it's because my career has been putting logos on products that my brain just went to this, but the next words out of my mouth were, I'm going to put be good to people on a t-shirt. And I stomped back to my office and it's kind of funny because I was, you know, in a grumpy mood and I wanted to sort of send a message to the world. So I ended up going on my computer and be good to people.com was available and started the trademark process. And uh, we got federally trademarked in 2010. And we started selling products in uh, the beginning of 2009 here in the mountains. We started selling at farmer's markets. And here's the thing about Be Good to People. It's such a cool brand. And I'm not just saying that because I own it. We hear it from our customers all the time. It is a message that's needed in the world. It's a message that is really magical. It's just four little words, but there's something magical about it. The coolest thing is it attracts like-minded people. So we get to meet, talk to, hear from awesome, kind, kind-hearted people who are doing good things in the world all day long. I never started the company to make a, tons of money. I started it because I saw what happened when I made the Be Good to People t-shirt for myself and wore it around. And these great conversations started and friendships were made. And I'll tell you what, I have this world full of amazing people, all of whom I've met through this little message traveling around the world. And we have two stores at the Denver airport, one on the United Concourse and one on the Southwest Airlines Concourse. And we get to talk to people all day long because um, the Denver airport's currently the third or fourth busiest airport in the entire world. So 
We get to talk to people all day long, hear their stories about how Be Good to People works when they're wearing it or carrying it, and it is just this magical brand. Come join our community. We love good people, good, kind people, and we're trying to make the world a kinder place. Bye, Jenny. For this story to begin, I need to go back to 2007, when I originally met this guy. We were playing hockey in Australia, and we instantly connected. He was an awesome person. I just sensed his energy. I never realized the impact that he would actually have on me, until many years later. We became best friends, and we went to many Browns games together, and we actually watched that one win in that one-win season that they had. That was a great experience. But this specific story began two years ago, and I came up with this crazy idea that I wanted to help some of my friends and make some special moments for them. But not book first. So I asked him if he'd be willing to help, and because he has such a great heart, I knew that he would be willing to, and he quickly was like, oh, man, and we started setting this up, and I brought my friend with me to a Leafs game. And I had asked him what he wanted to do, and I told Chris what he was interested in, and Chris did what he could and tried to set it up. That's my buddy's name, Chris. Well, he blew both of our minds and made for a great experience. We got a whole bunch of free stuff, and we even got to high-five the Leafs as they went out on the ice. Wow, that's exactly what he wanted to do, meet the Leafs. And then I got asked to take one of his friends to a game. I'd taken this gentleman to his first game at 44, and I'd made a video of it, and I shared it with my work, and they loved it. And then they asked if I could do it again. So I asked Chris if he would be willing to do it again. And Chris, being Chris, said yes. So we took a guy to his first Leaf game at 60. This one was even better, because someone donated tickets. Ooh, this epic first idea that I have is growing, and it's becoming really fun. Well, I then got asked to take that first gentleman to a Raptors game. Well, I asked him what he wanted for a Raptors game, and he asked if he could sit closer and bounce a ball on the court. So I told Chris this person's request, and he said he'd see what he could do. I found some sweet tickets that were actually donated to me for only $50 to a charity of the person's choice. That was awesome. We went to the game, and... We ended up at center court at the end of the game. And I made a video of all of these things. And then I got a message saying that this event that I was hoping to do could happen. And I messaged Chris. And he tells me he's down to help. And this girl, she is a cheerleading fan. So we're going to go to an Argos game on October 8th and see what happens. I've never been to an Argos game. So I really have no clue what to expect. But I know I'm looking forward to it and all the awesome things that he's going to try to help to make this moment special for my friend. Thanks, Chris. There still are good people out there, just like you. Good brings good. I used to believe in it. Now I know it. It is a fact. I was born in Israel and for the last 16 years I've been living in Berlin. Not long ago I created a YouTube channel. It's called Meet the Good Ones, and in this day and age, I find it important because I think we need to give good people and their actions more media attention. You see, when I started this project, I was in a very bad place. I was a tour guide, and when the pandemic came, I suddenly became irrelevant, jobless. And then another thunderstruck, and my father passed away. 
My mother passed away just a few years before him and when this news came, it almost devastated me. In addition, around that time there was a war in Israel. It was terrible times and everywhere I looked, I saw only bad stuff. I wanted to open my Facebook feed and for once, just see something nice. I needed to find a way to change my perspective. So I decided to start what would turn out to be one of the most wonderful adventures of my life so far. I decided to take a year and a half off and use them to create a digital place for good. I wanted to look for people who do good things and tell their story. I wanted to show that there are many good people out there doing good and meaningful things. I wanted everyone to know that the problem is not that there is not enough goodness in the world. The problem is that we don't hear about it as much. It was also important for me to show that the good ones are normal people, like you and me, and that what they are doing can be done by anyone. Because the thing is, we tend to like complaining more than we like acting. I'll give you an example. I just thought, okay, it's really dirty. I mean, we had Corona, a lot of people were, yeah, delivered food, and there was much more trash that the bins could handle. So, um... I complained like one year about it, but then there was a point <laughs> I thought, okay, maybe we can act instead of complaining. Anna Vasilevsky wrote on the neighborhood app that she is going to clean the street on Friday. She invited the neighbors to join her. On that day, 20 neighbors came. The week afterwards, there were more. And the week after that, even more. Today, they are known as the litter picker. They meet every Friday and clean the neighborhood, but not just clean. Every cleanup is a small party with music and lights so the other neighbors could see. They raise awareness and gain results through fun social engagement. When Anna is on a cleanup, she gathers karma points. Every piece of trash that she picks is another point. She feels that these points sum up and come back to her life in a different way. Now the greatest thing about it is that I hear it all the time. I've made more than 50 films, I saw different good ones working on various fields and they all say the same thing. Their work is not really work. And since they started what they're doing, their lives have changed for the better. Everywhere I look, there are good people. It is not that they were not there before, I just haven't seen it before. And now, for me, they are everywhere. In my time looking for good ones, I learned that it is very easy to improve your quality of life. All you have to do is spread good. It is that simple. You can start in your immediate environment. Give someone a compliment. Try to make someone smile and you will quickly see how this goodness comes back to you bigger and stronger. Because goodness has another wonderful quality. It always grows. My friend Matt Wells has a podcast called The Good Things Podcast. My tip today is for you to do yourself a favor and listen to it. Matt is a phenomenal storyteller and interviewer. He's interviewed hundreds of people and celebrities, and he just knows how to find the good. He's at The Good Things Podcast on Instagram, and you can thank me later. Thank you to my guests, Guy, Chris, and Jason, for their stories about good people. See? Goodness exists. Thank goodness. Guy had the epic voice note with background music and extra clips. I felt like I had a full-on location reporter, so thanks for that, Guy. He does, in fact, report on all the good things that happen around the world by making videos to support them. 
You can find his project on YouTube, and it's called Meet the Good Ones. Jason is a teacher turned wildlife photographer, and his book, The World with Jason George Canada, is out now. You can find him at jasongeorgephotography.com and on YouTube, where he shares up-close and personal videos of him in the wild. Chris runs Be Good to People. They call themselves the Original Kindness Company, and while you just know that I'm on board with all of that, I'm obsessed with their tees and their hats and their hoodies and their travel mugs and, well, all of it, actually, so check them out at BeGoodToPeople.com. This episode was brought to you by One Department, an Ottawa-based multi-service film and entertainment production house, and they're making really super cool stuff. Realize your vision. Check out at one D-E-P-T, One Department, on Instagram, and on their website at onedepartment.com. You guys, you're the best. Thanks for giving me your time today. Now go say something nice and good to someone. Until next time. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat.